What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Some Like Sunday School. This is season two. I'm excited about it. I hope that you are as excited as I am. I hope you guys have been reading. It's definitely my prayer that this podcast is a catalyst for your desire to read the Word of God, to get closer to Him through His Word. And listen, don't don't be uh, discouraged if you feel like when you're reading, you're still not understand i want you to try this confession i understand the word of god as he reveals it to me as i invite him to read with me it's done don't worry guys don't worry you're his child and he's going to reveal the mysteries of what he says to you that's his promise to us as the believer uh this time uh we are going to to read about, to discuss the the account of the woman with the issue of blood who suffered through um, a, uh, an extreme menstrual cycle. I, I mean, that's uh, pretty much what it was. Like the, <laughs> the cycle was to the millionth power. And I can only imagine. And, and thinking about it... Uh, First, let, let's talk about how things were back then in those times. When a woman was uh, experiencing her cycle or when she was on her uh, period, she was deemed to be unclean. And she had to isolate herself. As long as she was bleeding, she had to isolate herself from everyone. And it was at that time said that if she came in contact with anyone, while she was on a cycle, those people would be deemed unclean as well. And they then would have to isolate themselves from everybody else. So women in those days were living during their uh, cycle time, living a COVID lifestyle. You had to separate yourself from people or people you came in contact with, they were deemed unclean. They had to quarantine in essence because their cycle was on. Let's imagine that, honestly. And you even having to separate yourself from your your family, that's a that's a lonely that's a lonely time frame, that's an ostracized life. And to imagine that this woman has to deal with this for twelve years, she's literally held hostage. She's held hostage by her womanly flow. That's insane if you think about it. That's wild. I mean, and uh, even now, like women, uh who experience heavy flows, some of them so heavy that it leads to anemia. And uh, anemia uh, leads to fatigue. I mean, you feel horrible. You're just drained. And people uh, have a perception. Some people have a perception of you just being lazy. Oh, it can't be that bad. Because, you know, everybody's experience is is different. For, but for those who have heavy flows, it really weighs on the body. I mean, life is literally draining from you literal life draining from you and like i said some are so heavy that it leads to anemia uh that's fatigue that's tired sometimes you don't want to move i mean all kinds of things and having to deal with that um can lead to depression then on top of that you you um you feel like you're doing it you know all by yourself you alone and these people in those days these women in those days were literally alone doing those things so uh Let's, let's read about her again i wanted to make her um more personal so let's let's give her a name and the name that came to me was nadia so we're going to talk about 
Nadia today in her account. We're going to read about what she did, uh, Jesus' response to her, and how we can learn from her. Learn from her, you know, determination. People like to call it desperation. And then, of course, in a sense, it, it, it was a desperate place, but she was Nadia was a pretty determined woman. Let's see what happens. Uh, her story, her account is documented in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, it's first documented. Well, in Matthew, it's the ninth chapter, the 20th through the 22nd verse. Uh, Matthew was like, I'm straight to the point, you know? <laughs> so, of course, I enjoy it. It's, it's meaty still, those two verses, those three verses. Meaty still. Mark takes his time. Mark Mark the fifth chapter, the 25th through the 34th verse. Uh, and we also have Luke, the eighth chapter, the 43rd through the 48th verse. But the, the one I fancy the most, the one that I liked, I got, you know, a lot from was Mark, the fifth chapter, the 25th through the 34th verse. So let's go there, guys. I hope you got your, your Bible with you. Hope you're ready to read. If not, I hope you're ready to listen. So here we go. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, Jesus is out with the disciples and he's healing people, you know, left and right. Parables here, parables there. Be healed here, be healed there. And here's Nadia. Nadia risked her life by appearing in the multitude. I would imagine 12 years with the flow, the the fatigue, the literal fatigue. Not only is she fighting fatigue, she is risking her life being around these people. She is risking uh, even having the, the other people so-called, you know, called unclean. But she is determined to get what she needs from Jesus. If only we have the determination because it's available. It's available. But let, let's read. Let's read about Nadia. It says... And when Jesus, we, we started at 24, went with him and much people followed him. There's the crowd. There's the multitude. And I would imagine that she was known. You know what I'm saying? Even with the, ostr um, the ostracized life, I'm sure that she had family, maybe friends who still knew of her situation, people who still knew of her situation. So she's in the multitude and a certain woman. Come on, Nadia which had an issue of blood 12 years 12 years <laughs> and had suffered many things of many physicians so she went to see about herself not one time not with one physician but many physicians which leads us to to a a, a, a leads us to believe that you know she didn't find any any answers Especially, of course, with her dealing with for 12 years. Let's finish reading and see what it says. Many physicians and has spent all that she had. Not only did she go to the physicians, she has depleted all the money she has. <laughs> She's depleted physically, monetarily. Says she spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Not only did it not get better, guys, it got worse. Can you imagine that? It got worse. Not only it didn't get better, not only did it not get better, it got worse. But the, the next verse tells us when Nadia 
Heard of Jesus. Now let's think about that. I read this story with this account so many times. And uh, for whatever reason, the last time I read it, uh, this part, you know, it made me quicken a little bit. I got excited because it said when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind him. So that lets me know what you got. You got to you got to think. What exactly did she hear about Jesus? That she felt the need to get to the man. <laughs> what did she hear? We, what did she hear about this man? That she, she risked life and limb to get to him. To use what I would imagine the last bit of strength she had to get to this man. What did she hear about him? What do we, what do we tell people about Jesus? Would that, would that make them want to get to him? And if we're telling them about who he said he is, then that's what it's going to make them do. We'll all be Nadia and we'll all get to Jesus. That was just, that was a, 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 <laughs> a quickening moment for me. Says when she heard about him, her, her instinct was to get to him. So that lets me know when she heard about him, she thought it was quite delicious. She thought it was a necessary thing to get to Jesus. She came in the press behind him and she touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes. Nadia is convinced that she don't even have to converse with the man. He don't even have to look at her. She don't have to say master. She don't have to, <laughs> she don't have to do any of these things. She just has to come in contact. <laughs> she comes in contact with him. She touches him, touches his clothes. She said, I don't have to talk to him. I already know what he came to do. And if he came to do it, it's on him. It's in him. If it's in him, then it's, it's on him. And I just got to come in contact with him. You know? <laughs> Man, guys. Let's, read, let's finish reading. But she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Not just healed, but whole. <laughs> And straightway, the Bible says, his word says he hastened his word to perform it. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. So much so that it says Nadia felt it in her body. <laughs> she felt it in her body that she was healed of the plague. Now you got, you have accounts of people being healed. And Jesus told one man, go your way. And as you're going. You're going to get the healing. But Nadia feels it. She's healed so much so that she feels the, the the rejuvenation, the restoration. She feels it in her body. Good God from Zion, people. Do we understand that? And this is just from her touching him, believing that that's what he came to do. So much so that she felt it in her body, that she was healed straight away. Here's a, and here we is now, guys. Jesus is, is about to respond to what just took place. She's here so much so. I, I can hardly get past that. She felt it in her body. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? He's, he he feels the touch from the girl. Now, I imagine, you know, the multitude of people. Surely, people are touching all over him. 
He's a celebrity. Let's be honest. He's a celebrity, guys. And whether the the people's intentions were good or evil, they were trying to touch him. Let's be honest. He's being touched all the time. But this touch makes him turn and say, who, who touched me? Who touched me like that? Who was that? And listen what his disciples say. Disciples, you know, again, this is a group of people I was hard on when I was younger reading about them. They respond to Jesus with sarcasm. <laughs> let's let's see what they say. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? <laughs> They're like, my guy, we are surrounded by people. Of course, people are touching you. <laughs> and you want to find a specific person? All of them. <laughs> Somebody said all of them. All of them telling you. No, that's not biblical, guys. That's just my imagination. But they answer him with sarcasm. Now, now think about it. These are people who Jesus says intimate time with. And, and instead of them responding with sarcasm, somebody should have said, now, if he's saying who touched me, then this must be have it must have been a different experience. If they know this man, you know, they're walking with him, they're following him, they're learning of him. They should have known. Of course he knows that somebody touched him. Of course there are people touching him. They should have known that something about this touch was very different than all of the other touches. For him to acknowledge it and to say, to stop, to turn around and say, who touched me? <laughs> Excuse me. And he looked around about to see her and to see who had done this thing. But the woman, but Nadia, she was a little scared, you know. She was determined, but she was a little scared. But she, you know, she fought on past that. Fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her. She came and fell down before him. And told him all the truth. Listen to what Jesus tells him. This is the only time we hear Jesus say anything like this to anybody. Specifically, directly. He says, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. The, the part that is... The standout part, the operative part. He calls her daughter. <laughs> he calls her daughter. He doesn't say there was another woman that he healed. He called her the daughter of Abraham. Surely this is the daughter of Abraham. But this this woman, and if you know Abraham, Abraham is, is, is considered to be, well, he's declared the father of faith. But this woman, Nadia, he calls her daughter. She's the only one. That is recorded in the Bible who Jesus speaks directly to and calls and claims her daughter. There's no other way than to say that a, a person belongs to you or came from you than to call them your child, daughter, or son. Look at it. He calls her daughter. Nadia is declared Jesus, the express image of God, calls her daughter. And I was like, why did he call her? daughter how did she get this high honor and she hadn't even conversed with him hadn't even talked to him and he calls her daughter and here, here's what i believe like 
like my pastor says, Dr. Vincent Robinson, I believe that Jesus is, is, is so excited by her because I believe that she was a, a foreshadowing. She was a prototype for how he wants us, his children, the sons of God, to respond to him faith-wise. She, she has no doubt that he came to do what he said he came to do, what she had heard about him. He tells us all the time because his word is everlasting. He came that we may have life and have it abundantly so. Who better than a person? I mean, in everybody. But who better than than a person who life is literally dripping from? To get in contact with the one who says that he came that we may have life. He tells us that the enemy is the one who's going to and fro like a lion. Trying to find, trying to find who can he can devour. But he said that he came for the, the opposite reason to give us life. I feel like she was a foreshadowing of the relationship that he wanted us to have with him faith wise. He he even says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And and that honestly, you know, like I say, as I get older in in Christ, older naturally. When you go back and you reread, that's why the word is so <laughs> it's so inexhaustible. You can read the same same passage, the same verses over and over and every time. Every time you'll get something different. This is this is faith to faith and glory to glory. But when I when I read that, it's impossible to please him without faith because he can't operate fully in our lives like he wants to. We cannot fully experience the promises if we're not in faith for it. So it pleases him to 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 have um have ready the promises that that um that make our lives as good as he wants it to be. Because he said he knows the plans that he has for us, the plans to prosper us, to give us hope and an expected end. We can't fully receive everything he's done for us. We can't finish. We can't receive the finished works. This this Nadia literally touches the finished works of Jesus. She does. She touches the hem of it. The border of it is what Luke says. That's the finished work. By the time you get down to the hem of the garment that's being made, you're done. <laughs> everything is done. She touches and agrees. My God. With the finished works of Jesus. She agrees with it. She gets in agreement with what he said. That's how we should operate as his children. No matter what the situation looks like. And it can be hard. This is this was a hard place for her. But when she heard about it, she received it. The Bible says when we pray and we believe, that's when we receive. She received what she heard about him. She touched and agreed with it. And it was so immediately. So I, I believe like this is this is almost like a um the, the moment he had with Peter, surely flesh and blood did not reveal this unto thee. This was a, this was a rock moment again, and it excites me. You know, he, he she touches him, and Jesus even says so much so that he felt some leave up out of him. He felt virtue leave his body. I mean, this is a delicious account of a, of a lot of things, and I'm sure the more. We come back to it, the more we read about it, the more it will be revealed. And it's going to get more and more delicious, sir. Surely that's not a word, but who cares? You know, you know, it's tasting and seeing that is good. You know, sometimes that first bite be real good. 
And then you get deeper and deeper in that thing. <laughs> and that stuff then settled in there and mixed in there. And then, then, then <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean. It will get more and more delicious and he'll reveal more and more things. But she's the only person who said, he's like, hey, this is my baby. This, this is my offspring. This is my child. That's how I want y'all to be. She's a prototype. She's a prototype. And, and it's, <laughs> it's just delicious. It's delicious. But he says, hey, this is my baby. And this is, this is how I want y'all to come to me. My niece, my baby niece, Taylor, she is so sure that whatever belongs to us, whatever belongs to her parents, whatever belongs to her grandparents, her aunties, her, even her brothers, she's so sure whatever belongs to them. She don't, she asks, but <laughs> while she's asking, her hand is already on whatever she, she wants. If we have food and she wants it, she'll ask. But her hand is already there. Sometimes she's already chewing. And you, that's, that's, this is not it. This is how we supposed to be with, with our daddy. She's so sure she don't have, it's nothing about whatever it is that we have that she feel like it's not hers too. That she don't have a right to. And she, she go around, she make her request known. She know it's going to happen. She just tell us if it's not something that's that's right there in her face, something she sees she wants, she just tell us. And she knows it's gonna be so. This is a relationship. That's that's a uh, that's a good place. <laughs> this is the relationship that Abba wants us to have with him as his children. I'm I'm encouraged by Nadia. I really am and I just want us all to get to a place. Well, whatever it is we need, we just get in agreement with. We just touch his finished works. We get in agreement with what he says about us, that he'll satisfy us with long life, that he'll give us peace that surpass all understanding, that we have joy that's so much joy that is unspeakable. We'll just laugh like I do. We just laugh. It's unspeakable. But it's also, <laughs> it's, it's a known thing. It's not a secret, that, that the joy, you know? And it's so many, so many more promises that that he has for us. So get in, read about it, get like Nadia. That's what we gonna do. We need a shirt, don't we? Get like Nadia. <laughs> but I, I hope you enjoy it, guys. And I do have a feeling that we'll be coming back to this because it's just so juicy, just so delicious. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you are encouraged. Go back, read all three accounts. Read again, look in the Bible, search this wheel. This is the wheel that God left us. The, the Bible is, is a wheel, a literal wheel. Say it all the time, we're heirs and join heirs with Christ. This is the wheel. Get in the wheel and find out what you should be touching and agreeing with concerning you. That all that already done for us, concerning his finished works for us. So I hope you enjoy it, guys. Get in, get to reading. Let us know what what other accounts you want to read about. We're so thankful that you're still here with us, Sunday Schoolers. Uh, and we will see you next time. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook or uh, something like Sunday School. And share it, guys, with your family, with your friends. And most of all, 
with your endings. <laughs> Have an amazing, an amazing, amazing day, amazing night. Whatever time you're listening, and read, guys, read, read it for yourself. I'm, I'm glad that you come and you read with us. You read with me, but read it for yourself, guys. Okay, we'll see you next time.